dark fantasy. Glittery vampires. Angsty werewolves. Dark worlds filled with terror. Pretty monsters with high cheekbones. Romance. Team Jacob for the win. Sometimes the bad guys are better heroes than the good guys. It's dark fantasy when the bad guys are the good guys. This week on the Dungeon Masters Dojo. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Dungeon Masters Dojo Podcast. This is a show for game masters and players alike. We hope to bring you tips and tricks to elevate your game and develop the art of dungeon mastery. I'm your host, Louis Aponte, and these are your dungeon masters, Scott Labby and Bill Robitaille. Let's head to the dojo and see what they have in store for us today. Could you both do me a favor and take the glitter off? No, you look fine, glittery. No, we're talking about you having glitter on. I look pretty good. Rubbed off on Bill. So, Bill, can you just? We're not playing glittery vampires here. Why not? I'm getting to like it a little. Um, okay. Not that that should worry you. Yeah. Edward's a punk, though. He's a pretty good Batman, but. (laughs) (laughs) Glittery vampires, really? Yeah, I don't understand. I like to see him burn in the sunlight. That's the only way to be a vampire is burning in the sunlight. Or like Wesley Snipes, half vampire. Yeah. You know, blade yeah, stuff. Put him in flowing silks or lots of black leather. Yeah. Yeah, you know, just everything in between. Eh. <laughs> There's no reason why vampires can go around bare chested. No. Especially ones built like Robert Pattinson. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like you. Or me. Definitely. <laughs> For that matter. I think Strahd's built like me. Old. Old, Old. weathered, wrinkly. <laughs> like a candle that's been burnt a lot. Drippy and on the edges. <laughs> We're moving on. Bill was picking up what I was putting down. Yeah, we talked about <laughs> We talked about some of the elements of dark fantasy. Now let's talk about one of our favorite ways to play dark fantasy adventures. We're going beyond what many may think of as an anti-hero. We love playing the monsters. All right, so let's talk about our first points. Your PCs are the monsters, vampires, werewolves, and zombies, but they haven't lost all of their humanity yet. Yes, that's what sets them apart from the monsters. They're still monstrous. Oh, yes. They've got their origins, but they're not all the way gone. They're not irredeemably evil they're not mindless they still have a conscience which makes fun role playing because you know what sometimes you're going to slip and give into your monstrous side and then you're (laughs) gonna have to deal with you know the fallout of you know devouring someone's brain if you happen to be a zombie or ensanguinating someone if you happen to be like a dampier or a vampire ripping someone to shreds if you happen to be a werewolf or if you're at our table, well, every once in a while you'll accidentally slip into humanity. Yes. And that can have consequences as well, <laughs> particularly for our players. We're like, yeah. I can't believe you just performed an act of kindness. <laughs> That's all we are is ever kind. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I think. I think Anti-hero. <laughs> yeah. I think if you go to like murder hobo in the dictionary, you see a picture of our gaming table. Yeah. And everybody, all, all, all smirking. Yep. <laughs> 
gleefully slaying the innocent. Yes. He had information. So? Yep. <laughs> Not anymore. We'll, we'll torture the next person for the information. <laughs> Ask, simply asking just never comes into play. Just, yeah, you're, you're going to want... Straight to finger-breaking. Some struggles at your gaming table with the monstrous side, the good side versus the evil side. You know, the angel and the demon on the on opposite shoulders. That that makes for a good role play experience. It I does. Think. And and this is not something for the fan of heart either. I was gonna say because as a DM, how do you rein that in so it doesn't get carried away too far where there is no more humanity? Well, that should be established like session zero. Here we're gonna explore like our, our wicked side a little bit, but for the campaign to continue and be an entertaining campaign you really can't let yourself fully give in to your monstrous side well i would state at the session zero immediately saying and and if it looks like it it repeatedly keeps going to that side it will no longer be a pc it will be a my mpc start making another character and with the amount of time and, and effort a lot of people put into their characters, the last thing I want to do is just give them up. Yeah, and if you're going to give in and lose yourself in in your inner monster, then it has to be at the right time, like at the end of the campaign. But it's got yeah. to build yeah. to that point where you know the struggle becomes too much for the character to kind of rein that side in, and they become lost. And and then I think it works. Yeah, so that, that kind of leads us into our second points because they are battling inner demons both literally and figuratively. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's that um, Jekyll and Hyde thing. You know? Now, a quick question for both of you. Would you introduce this particular scenario to new players? No. Nope. Nope. Yeah. I, I have no. the same thought as well. Yeah. You, I, you need your seasoned veterans to be able to walk that line between good and bad, and know when to step to one side or the other without giving in if you want the campaign to last for any kind of time. Let me take that back. I think it really depends on the person because supposedly, let's let's say we have Nova here who has a little bit of theater background. Uh, yeah. Do you think she'll be able to pull that off? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah true. So it really depends yeah. on the maturity and the background of the person, I think. But for your average beginner, no way. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think definitely... You know, take it on an individual basis, certainly, but um, the whole table's got to be able to pull it off, really, for it to for right. it to work. Yeah, and you you could very likely have you know your monstrous characters here who are opposed to one another philosophically, or I mean, vampires and lycanthropes have always been at each other's throats, quite literally. So it's you know that's a dynamic that's going to be fun to play with, but you can't let it go too far, right? Or there's going to be, it's going to be a short campaign, and it's not going to be much fun. Oh, it'll be fun for about a whole 30 seconds, then everybody's yeah. going to be, oh, I'm bored. Yep, and they'll be, yeah. you know, or pissed at each other yep. when when it, the fallout is all done. And and I think letting them give in to their inner demons is, is part of the fun, but, you know, I can see the uh, vampire sneaking around and, you know, draining someone in private. Of their blood. Well, I ran a table similar to this where there's a bunch of monsters way back when. And one little tool I used, because I did have a lot of new players, newer players that were learning. Um, I got a, a three-minute egg timer. The little 
hourglass. Yeah. And and whenever someone started going monstrous, I would take the other, I set it in front of them, I turn them over. And it was predetermined that that's how much time you have to do what you're going to do. But when that's done, you are no longer going to do it. You better be out of it. And again, I threatened to take their character away from them as an NPC, and I was going to use it against the party. And just it, after a while, I didn't have to use it anymore. They, they would, it would be very, very brief. But they'd, they'd slip into it and go, oh, um, 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 you know, and then they'd back up. Oh, gee, I'm sorry I did it. I, I led into the urges. And it wasn't very often that they did it. So between those two mechanics, I, it was very easy to keep the reins on the group. That's a pretty cool idea and tool to use because it does let everybody walk the wild side for a moment, but yep. then it brings them yeah. back in. Dip right. your toe in, yeah. but don't jump in the whole way. Well, yeah, you can't, like Bill said. It, and it, it, it is a visual reminder. You're looking at it like, uh, 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 yeah. uh. And if you didn't finish what you finished, oh, well. You know, you find a way to snap out of it or I'll do it for it's you. Like having a moment of rage. Right. And usually what I told them is when you're done, you take it and you lay it down. And that way I know you're done and I can pick up the story from there and then run with whatever you just did. So they pick up the, you know, the timer whenever they're done, whatever they're doing, whether it was literally just 10 seconds, 15 seconds or whatever, they had three minutes and you can get an awful lot done in three minutes. Yeah. Unless you know, real combat. time, real time, unless it's combat, but you know, real time, but this is what I'm going to do. And then when they were done, they, they just laid it down on the table or handed it back to me. And they had their, their little moment of I'm going to the wild side. And I let everyone do it, and you had a limit of one time a, a gaming session. You didn't have to use it if you didn't want to, but it was there. No, they were not cumulative. I was about to ask that because I would have been. Nope. I would have used it. No, no, they and, were not cumulative. You know, really, the but, big but it was takeaway. A simple, it was a simple mechanic. The big takeaway here is that three minutes is indeed a long time. Yeah. yeah so but, remember that, ladies. <laughs> That's coming from Scott. <laughs> but I mean, after a while, I didn't have to use it. It was it was a you know kind of like a conditioning tool. And after that, I, I just stopped bringing it out. They would they already knew that. You know, at, at, for a while, they'd started, I'd just kind of give a glance at my watch. Even if I wasn't wearing one, <laughs> I would look at my wrist. And they're like, okay, they knew they all had a limited amount of time. And they're really good at keeping within the constraints. And I found it got shorter and shorter. But they, it gave them the opportunity. That brings us to, you know, because these kids, or not kids, but these characters or children of the, of the two worlds, they are from the mortal world and the supernatural world. So yeah, they're straddling the boundary between our mortal world and the supernatural one. So they'll they may be comfortable with other supernatural creatures, such as those those members of the party. They may be comfortable with ghosts, uh, undead. It may not be as frightening to them outwardly, but certainly inwardly, it's like okay, this is this is the road I'm traveling on. I could be like that mindless zombie, or I could. You know, I could be that irredeemably evil vampire someday or, you know, uh, a bloodthirsty werewolf with no control. Yeah. How long can I keep stave that off? Well, not only that, just think about the threats that they now face. There's more threats that can harm them. Oh, you're getting threats from both worlds. Oh, yeah. And I think the challenge for the Game Master is being able to pose threats from both worlds, but also pose the good points, you know, the the allure to both sides as well. Yeah. This well, is what the benefits you get from, you know, embracing humanity. These are the benefits you get from embracing your monster side. And pair that with these are the circumstances, and you know, of when you embrace your monster size and vice versa. Yeah, but I was even thinking about, usually it's your heroes that have all the magical weapons that can hurt supernatural creatures. Yeah. 
But now you're talking about commoners. Yes, they don't have magical weapons, right. but they can silver most of their weapons at a very yep. low cost. Yes. So that's another threat that they have to deal with. Mm-hmm. It's not just the magical weapon anymore. Yeah, silver bullets are actually fairly easy to make. Yeah, or you're just even lining your blades with silver. Yep. So the, you know, and the tragedy here is is that the these commoners may know the character as or characters as the hero that defended them from some supernatural threat, but then not recognize them when they're in like their werewolf form. So these same people that are are fond of the character could be the same ones that are chasing them and shooting them with silver arrows and peppering them and wounding them and bring them to the brink of death. So there's almost that that tragic kind of story where I'm I'm loved and hated all at the same time depending on Let's take a moment to talk about our sponsor. Are you a veteran DM with more campaign ideas than prep time? Yeah, of course you are. Aren't we all? Does your party have a habit of going to the person or place that you would least expect? If they're like my group, they sure do. What if I were to tell you that I could put a team of professional writers alongside you at your desk to cut down on your campaign prep? What if I were to tell you that you could bring them along with you at your game sessions for when those pesky players go off the rails? Sounds pretty good, huh? With Describe, we can do just that. These narratives vividly describe monsters, places, spells, people, you name it. It's there. And there are more than 6,000 of these easy-to-search-up, copy-and-pastable, beautifully written narratives right at your fingertips. Describe has graciously provided us with a discount for our listeners. Head on over to Describe.com backslash DMD. Use the code DMD at checkout to try Describe for two weeks free. Links will be in the show notes. And now, back to the show. On what my presentation is. Yeah, because I was even thinking about kind of on a storyline that you just said, but instead of them already having these abilities, whatever, they saved the town or the, the area from X, but because they did that, they became cursed. And now the people, you know, they know that, hey, this just happened. We can't have them here either. Yeah, or it's a slow transition. Yeah. They've been infected or cursed, or and it, it, it's not immediately apparent, and slowly starts building, and these urges start building, and they're going out and not remembering, and then you know slowly become cognizant of what they're doing. There's so many now they're trying scenarios. to hide it, and now they're they they they're skating on that. Um, I'm being you know uh, vilified as well as as glorified. And it's, uh, you know, there's, there's the, the again, the, the, the morality twist, which, you know, plays on not only the character, but the player as well. Even a bigger morality um, twist is reverse the roles and have the big bad should be a person and not a supernatural threat. Like a paladin or a cleric, you yeah. know, somebody's sibling who, while they're, they're mourning like the, the loss of their, their brother or sister as they knew it. They know that they're they're walking down a path to become, you know, this monster, whether they want to or not. So now I have to hunt them down, and I have to I have to kill my my siblings so that they you know affection. Like I don't want them to become this 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 evil creature, but I also don't want the world to end up with this evil creature who just also happens to be like a sorcerer or a barbarian or some other potentially threatening adversary at like higher levels. Now you add the supernatural element to it. And, you know, this could be like a serious, serious threat, not only to a, 
uh, a village or a town, but a region or potentially even the world. Well, you have to kill them to save them. Yeah. While they while they still have a a, a quote unquote human soul, well, you know, I, the vestige, or even if it's a vestige of you know the, I, the only way to save them is to kill them. Well, just think about when um in the movie Legend, when yeah. Will Smith had to kill his dog because his dog got infected, yeah. right? And he did not want to do that, but he had to. But he right. had to. Yeah, that was heartbreaking. It it, it was. I was like, yeah. oh my god. I was. I am Legend. Excuse me, not I Legend. Yeah, I am Legend. But yeah, I was picking up what you were putting down. Yeah. But um, I, you know, how would, I don't think I could have did it. I mean, I would have if I had to, but mm-hmm. that's a hard thing to do. Yeah. I must already be a monster. I have no soul. We know that. Oh, okay. That's why you're on here talking about dark fantasy. <laughs> Firsthand experience? Is that what you're trying to say? We're going to have to. It's nice having you out during the daylight. Well. It, without we, you bursting into flames. Well, we are in the Lyceum. There's no windows down yeah. here. Well, he did step out for. A quick, quick break. Look how red he is and already. And glittered. Yeah. Yes. In the That's sun. why I like the glitter. It, it reflected the sun. It protected me. Although I don't think pink and purple is really my color. I don't think so either. But the ending should always be both happy and sad. A bittersweet send-off for the PCs. Make them want to cry and also be happy at the same. You know, like uh, it, when elderly Captain America, you know, lived out, like, his life back in the 40s and everything with his with his, his missus, you know, which he was robbed of initially. It was a bittersweet ending. You know, we all want Captain America, but, you know, it's nice to have a uh, a proper send-off like that. So maybe they lose against the big bad who is this person, this mortal, but maybe they, you know, the happiness is is that, well, you've lost. You've been killed, so now you're not going to become this horrible creature. You've been you've been spared of that. Your soul has been saved. Yeah, and you recognize the fact, and you accept the fact that well, I I guess you know this is for the better, even though I'm dying or dead. Yeah, um, but I had to accept it, and I do, and you know because now you're free of the curse, and it becomes apparent why it happened, and you know you embrace your ending. And maybe it's just a matter of you know what I've I fought for a while against this big bad. You know they're talking to me they're like this you're going to end up this way mm-hmm. you know why are you why are you prolonging it these are horrible things that you're going to end up doing you've you've seen throughout your travels all the terrible things and you know the pcs are maybe trying to redeem themselves by doing good things even though it doesn't always work that way <laughs> and then they just lay down their sword you know and it's like okay you know take me now and then or the or the big sacrifice <laughs> You know, at the, the end, you know, that, that one redeeming act at the end. It's like, yeah, you know, slowly escalating, becoming more monstrous and monstrous and, and more evil deeds. And, and there's a, a glimmer, there's, there's barely a spark of humanity left. And then all of a sudden, that sudden flare of humanity, and they make that, that ultimate sacrifice at the end. You know, well, in the end, he really was human. You know, one of those type moments. Yeah, which, it'd, be, it'd be great if they were, like, trying to... Uh, unseat this vampiric despot, you know, or who they've been, you know, serving up to this point. Yeah. And the, you know, the PCs bear him down and, you know, maybe he's got like this big castle as vampires do it was surrounded by a moat of, of magma and they bear down upon him and wrestle him to the edge and plunge into the magma with him, you know, forever yep. lost, but freeing, you know, the, the there's land, there's no way we can combat them one at a time. But if we all 
grab him. He he's not strong enough to stop us all at once. Yeah, but you have to have that for that bittersweet send off. You have to have that kind of epilogue. This sacrifice or whatever happened. You know what what did it result in? What what good, if any, came of it? Because if you have this dreary campaign that you're you've been playing through, there's got to be something. Well, that's that's when you do the you know the epilogue one year later. Yeah. And then you you paint the, the picture. The castle has now been disassembled and the stones have been used to build the town that was ruined and ravaged by the, the vampire for all these years. Now they're using the resources available to them that was left by the vampire now that he's dead and a town has erupted. Everyone's you know happy. It's now been passed to more folklore than anything else. You know, oh. You better behave or the vampire's going to get you. <laughs> you know, and who knows? Maybe there's a hint, a glimmer, a, a little something, you know, an Easter egg hidden somewhere is that hints that maybe it's not quite done. Yeah. But in the meantime, everything's honky-dory and everything's glorious. And, you know, the, 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 the once monsters, no one's remembering them in their monstrous form. They're only remembered in their human form. They're statues and... You know, maybe there's a statue of, you know, the humanoid version of them tackling the, you know, the, the vampire and, and hanging over a precipice, you know, knowing that that's the moment that humanity won out. Yeah. So it's still like a feel good kind of. Ending. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. You may feel free to use it. Oh, thank you. Well, I was talking to our listeners. Ah, well, yeah, you can use it. It's, yeah, you haven't copyrighted it. You're fine. <laughs> So yeah, bittersweet. And if the PCs die in the end, uh, oh well. Or maybe they're saved. Maybe they, maybe instead of dying, they are all incarcerated, and with the hopes of being redeemed. And maybe the you know there's oh no there's ways there's chemicals there's science now there's magic now that could could reverse it. It's going to take a while. But, you know, so now one by one, as you do a panning shot, each one's in a cell that's fortified and made just for them, almost like a, you know, a gilded cage uh, because they have willingly subjected themselves to the possible cure. And that opens up a whole other gambit campaign. of other stuff for another campaign. So, you know, there's a couple of different ways to go around. I mean, you don't necessarily have to go the Japanese animation route where the heroes always die at the end. No, no, that's grim. I mean, it happens a lot, and it does make for a good ending sometimes, and even some of them die and some don't. But there are other ways. And that's Dark Fantasy, when the bad guys are the good guys. We'll see you next time in the dojo. That's going to conclude this episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for more great content. If you'd like to hear a particular topic, you can reach us on Facebook at the Dungeon Masters Dojo, or you can drop us an email at thedungeonmastersdojo at gmail.com. Thank you, and have a good day.